You're listening to the Sporting Heroes podcast brought to you by Radio City Talk. My name's Matt Jones and basically on here we just talk to people about who they idolised from a sporting sense when they were growing up. And this afternoon my guest is someone who's well known around Liverpool for what he's achieved uh, inside the octagon and the boxing ring but also outside of it as well and what he's done in the community. It's a warm welcome to MMA fighter Paul Bentley. How are you, mate? Very well, thanks. Great to have you in. Uh, before we get on to your sporting hero, let's have a little chat about you and, and your career. How did you all get into it? Uh, to fighting? Yes. Uh, weirdly enough, um, I had a bit, of a, a, bit of a, a bit of a dark history, as most people know. Um, and my friend Lee Chadwick at the time was making loads of noise in the city, you know, we're fighting and doing really well. And I thought, oh, I'll have a bit of that. I thought I wanted a bit of that until he cracked me. <laughs> After that, I didn't, but I just did anyway. But uh, I, you know, I love the sport. I love the people involved. Must have been a little bit daunting getting into it for the first time, though. Um, I, I don't know. I mean, look, we're, we're lads from Liverpool, so you know, every day's a fight, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? So it it was it, the good thing about Liverpool and MMA is we're a fighting city. It's natural. It's within our blood. I think if you get the right state of mind with any child, they can all accumulate fighters, um, the fighter's mind. You just have to uh, be in the right place at the right time and put some effort in, do you know what I mean? So how old were you when, when you first got into it? MMA, I first got into that when I was about 30, believe it or not. I was boxing for the forces before all that. And uh, MMA, just it just seemed like a little bit more full-on, a little bit more of a challenge as a man, you know? So I thought, I'll get stuck into that. So how long had you been boxing then? I was boxing for years. I was boxing since I was a kid. I, was, I wasn't I was a great boxer. My brother was a, was, a, was a really good boxer, you know? He he trained with the likes of Derry Matthews and, and, and stuff like that. And I remember all the old boxers, Colin Dunham and all them. They were all great lads from Liverpool. And my brother inspired me to fight. And then he put me in the ring and he knocked me out. Then he inspired me not to fight. <laughs> <laughs> but um, as I say, our family is a, a fighting family, so I was going to go one way or the other, whether I liked it or not. So support from the family then, because if you listen to the Smiths speaking, for example, they'll yeah. tell you that mum hates them fighting. Well, weirdly enough, I was with Callum's dad this morning, um, and, and we were just having a little chat and stuff like that, but he's... Um, I don't know what he does, but he just creates massive children who just win belts. So, uh, you know, without sounding too rude. <laughs> I don't know how he does it. I wouldn't mind to have a, have a little something while he's eating. But there, there was that support there from the family? Yeah, from the of off. course. Well, there is. I mean, even the mum says she doesn't like it, but I can guarantee you she's 100% behind them, million percent. So what was it like the first time you stepped into a ring then, or an octagon? Um, Well, I, I actually remember fighting a guy, Ben Bloomfield, um, uh, from Hammer, and... Chaddy said to me, he said, you know, you can win this. But he didn't give me an easy fight at all. He didn't give me, you know, nowadays people build up. I was in the biggest war of my life, my first fight. It was absolutely insane. I remember me and this guy going toe-to-toe for three rounds, literally. It wasn't even an intelligent fight. We literally just knocked ten kinds out of each other. It was unbelievable the way we just battered each other. And after that, I thought, what's oh, not bad this, you know? <laughs> but no, after that, I had a sense of belief in myself, do you know what I mean? I thought, I can do this. And I did, and I went on to to the win-win, and then I won a British title. And and, and at that point then, um, I, I felt with my age and with everything else going on in my career, that's as far as it was going to go for me. Um, I obviously, I'd spent a little bit more time with my children and the job opportunities that are coming along now with the TV and, and, and radio and stuff. I didn't have the age... The time and I didn't have the inclination to be able to do 
the six hours a day training every day and still work and provide. So at this point, it's um, you know it's 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 behind me, but it, it was fantastic. I loved it. I'm still deeply involved by all means. Mm. Um, but the fight the fight game now. These these kids coming across and these guys, your Chris Fishgold, McCann's, Paddy Pimblets, you know, Gavin's, they're all unbelievable fighters. So to put yourself up against them, you're going to have to train six or seven hours a day and be really good at the sport, do you know what I mean? So it's got a lot tougher now. And I bet boxing for the forces was pretty tough as well. I loved that. I'd done well, to be, believe it or not. I won the uh, tri-services for the forces. I was so I was regarded as like a really good lad there. I loved it. I love spending time in the force. I love the people there. I love the discipline. Um it creates the man. It does. And um I just I think since since we were young, you know, we we had a little bit of a tough upbringing. My half fella was really tough with us, you know, he didn't he didn't let us get away with nothing. So he had no problem throwing his hand around our face if we were ever stupid. So <laughs> we were used to getting a crack, I suppose. And I, I, th- I think we're missing that nowadays, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> and you mentioned right at the start that little bit of a, of a tough past that you had. How much yeah. did that help you going into the... Well, you know, I suppose, you know, I, I don't ever lie about my past. I was, you know, I was never an angel. I went away for a, for a few years. Um, and what it did, and I hope it, it would do for most men, is it made me realise that, the world shouldn't be taken for granted. People shouldn't be taken for granted. There's a way to be able to deal with yourself and the world in a better way rather than, um, you know, criminality. And my five five to seven years in prison uh, created the person I am today who is every day fighting for the City with the Knife campaign, fighting with charity and doing absolutely everything, give me power to pay back uh, anything that I may or may not have took from the city so you know even that was a very very long time ago but to this day I'm very humbled and uh, appreciative that I was forgiven for me past and being involved in in drugs and stuff like that so um, you know it's it's, it's my past it's created who I am today and I believe I'm making the city a better place because of that the knife campaign is just going from strength to strength, isn't it's it? It's gone so big, it's massive. But the people I've got behind me, to be fair, Lindsay, uh, Sam and uh, Sam's mum and dad, uh, they're, they're absolutely unbelievable people. The board of the campaign now, and believe it or not, it's turned into a charity status now. It's gone really big. And obviously Radio City have been 100% behind it. They've done so much for us. Um, it's got massive, it's got huge. The whole city now it exists and that's what's important. Certainly is. It's Radio City Talk. I'm doing a sporting hero with Paul Bentley uh, this afternoon. So let's get on to your sporting hero. Is it someone from a fighting background? It has to be, doesn't it? Yeah, yeah, definitely it is, yeah. It, you know what? As I say, for me, I, I, I'm a city boy. I love the city. I love the people in the city and I love people who give back to the city. It's hard because a lot of fighters do take and then just leg it. Now, I, my sporting hero doesn't just give back to the city. He is part of it. And um, he's just achieved so much from being being just a guy on the streets. You know, and, and I remember him as just a kid on the streets because we all grew up together. I remember him. And, and although people want to look up to people, I admire this guy because he has fought in the trenches. He's come back and he's beat the doubters and he has won absolutely everything that he's ever wanted to go out and do and his family background and his wife his kids they're all brought up and deal with everything correctly for me as a family man uh, this guy is uh, the pinnacle of everything sports sport is so tell us who it is it's tony bellew so we all know Tony the boxer, yeah, um, and we see his persona in Fight Week and, and around boxing as well. What is is Tony the family man like that we don't see in the media? You see a guy who is creating a, 
stigma around selling tickets, which we do now, an actor. And although his aggression is reality, in the ring, we've saw that. When he tells you he wants to fight, yeah, he takes that fight. He never shies out of nothing. And it's just it's just all round. But when he when he's you know, I, I I speak to his wife, Rachel, and you can just tell that the family orientation that they have and the things that he does to make his family safer and better, it's just unbelievable. And he's always there with his wife and she's always battling his corner. Do you ever remember when Nathan Cleverly? Mm. <laughs> Nathan Cleverly. I think she was gonna do him in. Do you know what I mean? And when you see that unity, you know, you mess with Tony, you mess with me, you mess with me, you mess with Tony, stuff like that. I love that unity. I love how the family have um, unified themselves. And, and the kids, the kids, you know, I don't know the children. I personally don't know them, you know. But just just speaking to him only recently um, about the knife campaign as, you know, he's starting to support the campaign. He's an ambassador for the campaign now. And he's explaining to me what he'd like for his children. And, and just once again, just listening to a guy quite humbled, you know, listening to somebody uh, talk so positively about the people in the city and what he'd like to do and how much he'd like to help, that that for me is more than just sports. So my sporting hero is a little bit more than just what he's done in the ring. The whole world know what he's done in the ring. You can't hide from the fact that this man was unbelievable when it came to boxing and proving the doubt is wrong. But then on that side where he's still trying to help the city become a really good place. I can name you nine fighters right now that don't. And he's retired. Well, let's talk about Tony the fighter uh, yeah. just for a little bit anyway, um, because he did win that world championship at cruiserweight level, which was amazing that night at Goodison Park when he beat Makabu. Uh, the two fights against David Hay at heavyweight, all the other ones uh, they had as well, the likes of Masternak and that. Yeah. Where does he write, rank in terms of all-time Scouse fighters? Well, obviously for me, it's not. It's the one, isn't it? This is what I'm saying. You know, it, it, you've got to remember. I mean, he beat, he beat Hay, Flores, Mahabu, Masternach, uh, cleverly. He, 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 he. Every time he lost, he got that. He, he came back and won, didn't he? You know, and you know, there was only you know, God bless the guy, Adonis Stevenson, who he never got a chance to, to share the ring with again. Um, but. <sighs> He just he just went out and done everything that was expected from a fighter, you know. And and you'd always used to hear things on social media, people saying, oh, "I don't like his attitude and all that." But why? Why don't you like this 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 cocky guy who's saying, "I'm going to do this, I'm going to do that"? Why not? Fat lad from Liverpool, he called himself. Yeah, yeah, he did, didn't he? And I remember the it stands out the most when they had the way him and David Day and David Day looked fantastic it's a little bit like the Anthony Joshua and Ruby fight isn't it you know what I mean that's how it was balanced you know and he walked in like this big fat kid and laughed his head off all the way in there and literally leathered him and he did he, he just he just leathered him and everybody kept on coming up with all these daft excuses and they were still trying to defend David Hay even on the second fight and you just think look just, just, just have a day off he's won again What's the one fight that sticks out the most for you then? Is it the Maccabi one at Goodison? A Maccabi, yeah. Um, for him, I, I'm a Reds, but I was thinking about this guy's dream. Could you imagine fighting in, in Anfield amongst all your peers and amongst all these people that you've been loving? I mean, he, he literally adores Everton, doesn't he? So for him to fight in Goodison Park, I could only imagine how he felt, if I'm completely honest with you. Um it, it it I wouldn't even know I wouldn't know how to deal with that I don't I don't really get emotional I'm not an emotional guy do you know what I mean but if I was standing in the middle of Anfield and I'd just put someone a kip 
I'd probably be flooding. <laughs> and to get up and do it after it, he got knocked down himself well, as well. Well, this is what I mean. This is just another one of them things that proves, as a fighter, who he is. People underestimate what he went through. You know, he he, he did get, you know, he got it, he got it, he got put down in the middle of Goodison Park. What must have been going through his head then, Matt? Let's have it right. He's been put down in front of all his fans. He's dug something from below that only a fighter at his level has. Not many people have that. And he's dug that and he has ground that into a win. And he turned that round himself. He did that. That was solely him. That wasn't the training. That wasn't other people egging him on. This was him and his heart. It was just him. And he went in there and he won that fight. And I don't think his legacy would be the way it is now if it weren't for that fight. Because that's what he is, he wanted from day one. He wanted to fight in Goodison Park. And he wanted to do that. And he did it. Fair play to him. There's not many people that can say that, Matt. Absolutely. A great ambassador for the city and a great sporting hero to have as well. Paul Bentley, thank you for picking Tony Bellew. Anytime, my friend. MMA fighter Paul Bentley joining me for the uh, Sporting Heroes podcast this week. Uh, my name's Matt Jones. If you've enjoyed the show, please do hit subscribe. You can get a new episode every week when we put them out uh, as they come around on Radio City Talk. We're up here in Liverpool on 1548 Medium Wave DAB and on the Radio City app as well. And of course, if you uh, want to listen to them live, they're every Wednesday at 445.